Hello and welcome to another episode of the Envisioneering Exchange, the podcast where industry leaders discuss the most important topics in building and urban efficiency. I'm your host, John Sheff, Dan Foss's Director of Public and Industry Affairs. Now you can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And today I am thrilled to be joined by Jeff Tucker, Dan Foss's global head of microchannel heat exchangers. Uh, Jeff brings more than 10 years uh, of expertise in the industry and is a wealth of information about this important topic. So Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Ah, thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Let's jump right in. Um, so heat exchangers are, of course, a, a vital piece of uh, any uh, large HVAC installation, but I, I don't think a lot is known about them. Tell us, uh, you know, what are the various types of heat exchangers on the market and, and what's used in, in HVAC and, and why microchannel technology is a good fit? Yeah, so um, when we talk about microchannel or we talk about heat exchangers in general, that's a very large umbrella uh, uh, term. So there are many different types of heat exchangers out on the market. Uh, obviously, the, as the name implies, the purpose of a heat exchanger is to transfer heat from one uh, medium to another medium. So in many cases, the medium is refrigerant, and the other medium could be could be water, could be another refrigerant, or could be air. So, you know, a very, very common, actually the most common type of heat exchanger is transferring heat between oftentimes refrigerant and air. So we see those types of heat exchangers all over the world, especially in North America, uh, very popular uh, heat, heat, way to transfer heat is, is to an airside heat exchanger. Most people have that on the side of their house, the little unit that sits outside with the fan blowing. It's moving air across the heat exchanger, and the heat exchanger is what typically makes up uh, the bulk of the product. So what we're talking about with microchannel is actually an airside heat exchanger. So it's a, Dan Foss uh, provides many different kinds, but microchannel is specifically for airside. So we're using air as a heat transfer medium. Um, and microchannel is a little bit different than what has traditionally been sold on the market. If you look back uh, at airside heat exchangers from even 100 years ago, you'll see you know the old round copper tube, aluminum plate fin type heat exchangers. Those have been around a very, very long time. I kind of refer to those as the incandescent light bulb of, of heat exchangers. Um, so they've been around. They're reliable. Uh, they they do the job. People are familiar with them. But just like the incandescent light bulb, they've kind of started to become to be phased out. People see the benefits of getting higher efficiency uh, from, you know, new LED light bulbs and things like that, which is kind of how I would describe microchannel heat exchangers. Yeah. So so again, um, that's kind of why uh, what we're focused on with microchannel and, and why we're introducing it into the market uh, to to meet some of the growing efficiency needs and other uh, green initiatives. When we talk about microchannel, just explain the technology, how it differs from that traditional heat exchanger and, and what are the environmental benefits? What are the efficiency benefits? If we talk about the traditional, the, the old uh, round tube plate fin, um, when, when we, we talk about those, there are certain uh, characteristics to that heat exchanger. One is that it's relatively large. Uh, it uses different types of materials, copper, aluminum, often. So you have a mixture of different types of materials. It has a fairly large internal volume, which you have to fill with refrigerant. Uh, and refrigerant is not necessarily uh, environmentally friendly. Um, so when we talk about moving to, to microchannel, um, microchannel is a completely aluminum product. So we don't have mixtures of different materials. So at the end of its life, when there's a need for recycling 
the product. It's very easy to recycle microchannel because it's it's aluminum. Aluminum is very abundant and very easy to recycle. Um, and because it is a very high efficient pro- high efficiency product, uh, you're often able to meet the same level of performance compared to tube and fin with a much smaller heat exchanger. So that means that the product itself is smaller, it's lighter, um, its internal volume is much lower compared to tube and fin, which means it uses less refrigerant. So using less refrigerant is also very environmentally friendly. And then, you know, we've heard a lot of things about supply chain and shipping things from one place to another, uh, storing things in a warehouse. Anytime you can reduce the weight of a product, reduce the size of a product, and make the, the shipping and storage uh, more efficient, then, of course, that's going to be good for the environment as well. So it's really a, it's really a great product in the sense that it, it, it achieves all the higher performance targets that are becoming more of a requirement for, for HVAC products, but it's also doing it in a very green way by being smaller and lighter, more recyclable, and using less refrigerant. Yeah, I mean, you hit some some really key benefits there. Not only, uh, you know, we talked about the environmental benefits, but about the the benefits for OEMs and and our customers. Right, you can reduce charge size uh, with with your refrigerants. And you know, as we go into uh, move into the future, the next couple of years, and some of these regulations are coming out, we move to SEER two uh, for for um, uh, for for residential air conditioning. We move to, to IEER for for uh, packaged rooftops, you know, and some of these products, you're going to have to cram more efficiency into a smaller footprint and reducing the size of, of a heat exchanger can make a huge difference for OEMs, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's really going to be key to making sure that, you know, the products that are being sold uh, will fit into the spaces that have traditionally been used Absolutely. for for the older technology. So the challenges are in the future, not having space available, especially when you retrofit products, our OEMs are developing products that have to retrofit into a space uh, that's already been defined. And in order to remove the old product and put a new one in, and the new one may be twice as efficient, but it obviously can't be twice as large uh, as the old product. So keeping the product uh, at a smaller size has tremendous advantages to our customers. Now, tell me a little bit about what makes the Danfoss microchannel unique for, for HVAC. So, you know, we're, we're a very technology-driven company. Um, we, when we talk about uh, heat exchangers and specifically microchannel heat exchangers, um, we are constantly developing new products uh, that, are, are, that we're, a, we're, a, we're able to achieve certain things with microchannel that we couldn't do with, with tube and fin. Um, and then in other cases where, we, where we're able to do the same things we were able to do with tube and fin, but in a much more efficient way or much more, you know, uh, uh, perform higher performance uh, and efficiency for the, for the end product. So some of the things that we've been working on, uh, a product, that it's called interlaced uh, product. An interlaced product is where a, a system, in order to achieve higher efficiencies, it actually operates in two different stages. So it can have a low speed or a medium speed, or when those two things run, those two those two uh, circuits run at the same time, it could be a high speed. So you actually have two refrigerant systems in one box. So there's two compressors; they operate independently. And what we're able to do is we're able to to use an entire heat exchanger surface, uh, whether you're using low or 
medium, or high. We can do all of that with one heat exchanger surface by uh, having unique ways of, of de designing and developing the microchannel heat exchanger. It's kind of a little bit complex, but um, I think most people who use these types of heat exchangers, they understand the term interlaced, so they would know what I'm talking about. Um, we're also able, you know, traditionally a tube and fin heat exchanger is usually a square or a rectangle. Um, with microchannel, we're actually able to make special shapes. So there are lots of uh, applications that our customers have developed where the end product uh, it might have uh, a piece of sheet metal that covers, uh, you know, the blocks off where the heat exchangers are to to keep air from flowing into the end of the heat exchanger uh, assembly. We're actually able to design microchannel products that can can be a special shape, so they're not square, they're not rectangle, but where they would traditionally have a sheet metal block off, uh, we can replace that with an actual heat exchanger. So what's interesting about that is. It doesn't make the product larger. Um, it, it makes it the exact same size as it was before, but we take sheet metal away. We add heat exchanger in. So having more heat exchangers in the system allows them to have a much higher performance, higher efficiency product. So that's something that's kind of unique um, to, to microchannel and something that only Dan Foss does with these special shapes. Um, and then, of course, with new refrigerants, we're able to quickly adapt to new refrigerants. There's a lot of low-density refrigerants that are coming out now, especially for commercial-type equipment. Uh, it's very easy for us to um, manage the, the changes in those refrigerants with microchannel. They're much more flexible than the old uh, tube, tube and fin-type product. And Dan Foss has uh, been developing new technologies to meet those demands for different refrigerants. And, and really, the one thing uh, that I'd like to talk a little bit more about um, we're also developing a next generation evaporator, uh, which is pretty exciting for us. Yeah, I mean, tell us a little bit about that next generation evaporator. Um, and, you know, you, you also hit on a key point here for, for microchannel. I think, you know, the idea of surface area and being able to to get more surface area in to a confined space is really what makes the whole thing work, right? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the easiest way to improve performance with a heat exchanger is just make it bigger. Right, so if you if you have more surface area, you're going to get better performance. Uh, so that's always the easy way to do it. But as we talked about earlier, sometimes that's not really an option, and it's not really desired to make a product bigger because typically bigger means more expensive. Um, so keeping a product small is important. So absolutely, any place we can put a heat transfer surface without enlarging the size of the end product it is super super important. Um, but but you know as we as we touch on the next generation evaporator as you as you ask about um, there are some challenges when you take microchannel and you want to replace a tube and fin product with a microchannel heat exchanger and, and one of the challenges that we've seen in the initial designs were uh, refrigerant distribution so you know when you when you're operating a, a, a heat exchanger one of the key factors in its performance is the ability to distribute the refrigerant evenly within the heat exchanger so that the heat exchanger is working, you know, in all areas of the heat exchanger is doing the same amount of work to, to, to provide heat transfer. Um, so oftentimes in most of our customers' applications, they do the best job that they can to try to make the air that's moving across the heat exchanger to try to make that as, as evenly uh, distributed as possible, but it's sometimes really difficult to do. So we see a lot of air maldistribution. So in the traditional heat evaporator, 
uh, indoor evaporator design that's been used with microchannel um, that is available on the market, uh, we see a lot of uh, iterations that the customer has to go through in order to achieve their performance targets. So they'll install a microchannel evaporator, they'll run a test, they'll make, we'll have to make some adjustments, they'll run another test. And all these iterations, of course, are time consuming, expensive, mm-hmm. lab time is very difficult to come by. Um, so, you know, having a technology that allows a customer to do that much more quickly and much more efficiently is super important. Um, so our next generation evaporator is exactly what the customer needs because this is really an out-of-the-box product. Um, it doesn't care if the air is mal- maldistributed. Um, we typically don't have to do any iterations at all. So it's a self-refrigerant distribution balancing design. As you, When you apply it to the product, it self-balances. You don't have to go through any iterations. As your air uh, pattern changes, it can also readjust itself. So it's very, very exciting. And probably the most exciting thing, the most important thing with our new evaporator next generation is this can be used with variable capacity products. Mm. So in the past, even if you got a microchannel heat exchanger to work for a fixed speed compressor, and it was exactly what you wanted, once you moved away from that particular pumping speed, you started to get maldistribution of refrigerant inside the microchannel. With this next generation evaporator, as you move away from that that uh, capacity to a, a different capacity using a variable capacity compressor, it will again self-balance and readjust and give you optimal performance regardless of what your uh, compressor pumping capacity is. So this is a huge breakthrough for uh, microchannel evaporators being able to use them with very capacity, variable capacity applications because that tends to be the direction that most customers are going in order to meet the, the new uh, efficiency requirements. Yeah, and I think we've talked on the show many times about the importance of variable speed applications and 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 these variable volumes and being able to adapt to different load conditions. You know, having this being important for indoor air quality for all manner of of of, uh, of applications, including efficiency and and meeting new standards. I mean, this is just uh, it seems like a, a great breakthrough here. Um, you know, and that leads me to kind of my last question. You've talked about what's coming out now. What can we expect from from your group, Danfoss Microchannel, in the coming years? Yeah, so we we do have some longer term projects that we're always working on. Um, I think the most important one is we currently we currently apply uh, for outdoor heat exchanger surfaces. Uh, we currently operate those above freezing uh, conditions, so above ambient mm-hmm. freezing conditions, which of course means that when you want to operate a heat exchanger uh, as a heat pump. So when you're operating below freezing conditions, um, that's a different. There's a different set of uh, of challenges that you have to overcome in order to do that. So we're working on a heat pump surface uh, that we're pretty excited about. So again, that'll be another game changer. Where now we're uh, applying microchannel into condensers and then indoor evaporators and being able to do that ultimately an outdoor heat pump or outdoor evaporator surfaces will be huge for. For our customers, uh, mostly because they're using a, a mixture of technologies today where they really like microchannel. They want to use microchannel as much as possible, and we're giving that to them for uh, the majority of their applications. They also would like to transition from tube and fin to microchannel and heat pump applications. So that's uh, one, of, uh, one of the uh, products that we're working on. We're also looking at integrated products. 
So Danfoss uh, is, a, is a supplier of many products, and I think a lot of our customers know that. So we have the benefit within Danfoss of working with our colleagues. Uh, in, in this case, we're, uh, we're developing an integrated heat exchanger plus expansion device. So where Danfoss is providing expansion devices as a separate component, and lots of applications like rooftop applications, potentially residential applications, where we can just, again, have a, a just a plug-and-play uh, product where the customer can take the uh, evaporator coil. They can, uh, they can just put that directly into their product. They don't have to add the expansion device because it's been integrated uh, into the microchannel heat exchanger. We're pretty excited about that. So that's an ongoing project that we're uh, wanting to even sample as early as this year or 2023. And then one thing that uh, I think is kind of interesting about microchannel, because we talk a lot about heat transfer, heat transfer, heat transfer, that's what its function is. Um, one of the things that we focus on just as much as heat transfer is material science. Um, as an aluminum heat exchanger, there are lots of different aluminum alloys that, are, that can be used. And we're always trying to balance between cost and performance and corrosion resistance. Uh, you know, outdoor heat exchangers have to operate in some pretty tough environments, whether it's seacoast, industrial, even agricultural, where fertilizers and different chemicals are used that can, can attack materials. So as a aluminum alloy product, we have to be very sensitive to corrosion, uh, you know, corrosion applications. So we're always looking at new materials. We're looking at uh, ways to take the tube of the heat exchanger and make that in-house. Uh, interestingly enough, from a sheet of material. So we're taking a sheet of material and being able to form that into a microchannel tube, which is kind of interesting. Um, but that just simply means that uh, we can make that sheet of material out of different layers of material that are engineered to be anti-corrosion resistant. Uh, so those are the things we're working on long term is just really new material systems. And, you know, my advice to anyone who uh, is interested in microchannel heat exchangers Please make sure that the supplier that you're using is very strong in material science uh, because material science is very, very important uh, for the life of a, of a microchannel heat exchanger in the field. Yeah, I mean, you hit on so much there, and I think it's it's like it's, it's very important to to realize when we talk about these larger trends, whether it be heat pumps or variable speed, you know, oftentimes what is enabling this these larger trends are the individual component technology and the innovations that a company like Danfoss and your group are really doing, you know, wh whether it be in material science um, or in uh, heat transfer technology and, and all these things kind of add up to being able to transition to electrification at a larger level to decarbonization of, of, uh, of, of our, our space heating. So, you know, it really does taking burrowing down into this level of detail to really uh, enable these future trends. Yeah, so, you know, we think that we're uh, on the cutting edge of, of the microchannel heat exchanger technology. Uh, we've been able to partner with some really great customers um, working together to, you know, to uh, develop the next generation of product. Um, so I think that the, the Danfoss microchannel heat exchanger fits extremely well into the future needs to, to be green, to protect the environment, um, to improve efficiency of products. So, I'm pretty excited about, you know, the opportunity to work with Dan Foss microchannel heat exchangers. Yeah, I think the future looks uh, incredibly bright here. Well, I think that's a great place to, to wrap up. Jeff, I really appreciate your time. Uh, and thanks for stopping by. Any last thoughts? Yeah. So if you, you know, if you want to learn a little bit more, uh, do a little research on your own about Dan Foss uh, microchannel, probably the 
the simplest way to, to do it and easy to remember is just Google Dan Foss microchannel heat exchangers. You'll find uh, you know ways to, to get to the Dan Foss website uh, to learn more about it. You can also go to YouTube. And again, you can put in Dan Foss microchannel heat exchangers. There are some really good videos that Dan Foss has put up on YouTube to show you a little bit about the benefits of microchannel, how microchannel is produced, if you're kind of interested in, you know, wondering how do we make this product. Um, so those are probably the easiest ways without getting into all the www.whatever, you know, just Googling uh, Dan Foss microchannel heat exchangers. That's the best place to start, and you can find a lot of great information. Yeah, there's a lot of great content out there uh, on the web um, about this really crucial piece of technology, like we said, is, is enabling some of these larger mega trends like electrification, decarbonization. So thanks, Jeff, so much for joining us again. Um, I'd like to thank Jeff Tucker, uh, global head of, of microchannel heat exchanges for Danfoss, uh, for joining us. And that's it for this episode of the Envisioneering Exchange. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Envisioneering Exchange on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And lastly, if you enjoy this episode, please don't forget to rate, review, and share with your network. Again, my name is John Chef. I'm Dan Foss's Director of Public and Industry Affairs. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.